Hey, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny, and I've got a special message for a special fader out there. Uh, this goes out to Larry in Cincinnati. Larry purchased a couple of my paintings from my website, and man, I told you I was going to say thank you on the podcast, and here I am saying thank you to you. Larry in Cincinnati, you the man. Thank you so much, man. You really hooked me up, and I really appreciate that. You are the man. And uh, faders, uh, if any of you want to purchase one of my paintings, just go down into the show notes and click on The Spilt Ink. It's my artist's website. And uh, yeah, if you want me to make something special for you, if you want to do a little commission commission, you can send me an email and I will hook you up. So uh, once again, Larry, thank you so much. And uh, I really do appreciate it. And uh, without further ado, enjoy the show. Garfiri Japan! What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Guy Faded Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And I'm your other host, Jeremy Deschner. That's right, and as you fine folks know, Guy Faded Japan is about two dudes booze. Japan and the motherfucking news. Oh, Jeremy, can I get a kanpai? Kanpai, brother, welcome back. Another fine day to have a fine show. Mm-hmm. It's really good to be here, man. I love uh, those. I two- oh, yeah. I've got two questions for you, man. Uh, first off, what episode is this and what are you drunken? Well, this is episode number 694, sir. That is 694. Woo! We've been doing this a long time. And Indeed. I am drinking my standard shochu in my Spider-Man cup. Fantastic. Wait, shochu in, uh, what's it called? Non-alcoholic beer, right? Or is exactly. it shochu in water? Okay, but you're cool. a non-alcoholic beer. I forgot to add the non-alcoholic beer part. Is there a name for that? Does it have like some kind of a street name or something? Oh, I call them NABs. Non-alcoholic beer. Non-alcoholic beer. So that's what it's called. So when you yeah. have shochu and non-alcoholic beer, it's still called an NAB. No, I just call it an NAB because I'm not going to drink something without alcohol in it. So I'm just going to call it an NAB anyways. Just call it by what you're mixing it with, right? Well, you know, I mean, you, you know, like vodka, vodka and orange juice is called a screwdriver. Uh, let's see. Uh, a highball is whiskey and uh, soda. So I'd figure if you got a non-alcoholic beer and you have shochu, it should have like some kind of a special name, you know? We can let the, we can let, we can let the faders decide the name. Faders, drop a comment in our, in our uh, YouTube comments and let us know what we should call the drink that I always drink. It's a non-alcoholic beer and shochu. And when we go with the best, best one. I dude, that you're just setting yourself up for disaster, man. I know there's gonna be like 800 people. They're gonna be like, call it a cock and balls, and I then after it. that, you gotta call it a cock and balls. I'll do it, man. <laughs> we'll do it. 
<laughs> Actually, that's a, probably not a bad name. What are you drinking? Cock and balls. Yeah, just, just call it cock and balls. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to a bar and they're going to be like, so uh, what are you having tonight? I'm like, a cock and balls. Oh, well. Rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put cock and balls quickly in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it ice cold, if you know what I mean. Oh, man. It so gets worse and worse. <laughs> oh, God. This show is so raunchy. Okay. Uh, I'm drinking a Centauri. You know, it, it's a, I think it's just a Centauri, but it's no, a brand no, no. new. Those it's are not- the triple namas. Wait, this is a triple not my. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't been drinking for a while. So what is this? Please, you own a bar. What am yeah. I drinking? What am I putting in my body? Those are the Should new centauries. Yeah, those the are the new centauries. The triple namas. Uh, I think they're about seven percent. No fucking way. Are you serious? I think so. Elruku Haru, five percent. Five percent. Okay. Yep, five percent. I like. Go. I like the taste of those, man. Do. Yeah, those are good. First time having this. Yeah. I thought it was just like a cool can. Maybe it's like a seasonal like beer or something, but. Uh. I think mm. it's one of, one of Suntory's experiments. Uh, they'll just keep around for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting about Japan. In Japan, like beers just change the flavor all the time and stuff, you know, and that's kind of cool. Like, I mean, Asahi, not all the time. That's not true. But Asahi, uh, was it about a year, a year ago now? They, they changed their f- formula. And now it kind of sucks, even though I still drink it. But you get the um, seasonal cans, right? Is that what you're talking about? Like you get the springtime cans, you get the the Hanami cans, you get the summertime cans, the summer namas, you know, wintertime mogul madnesses or whatever. Is is that what you're talking about? Well, that's an interesting thing. No, Asahi completely changed its flavor for their new beers, but uh, like kind of, it's kind of like the new Coke of beer on here. And I think we already discussed this uh, maybe 10 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, actually, you're right, though. Uh, Japanese beer companies do do that, which is actually pretty awesome. They'll have their standard beer, but then all of a sudden they'll have like right next to it, they'll have their seasonal beer. Like for right now, it'll probably be like the summer beer, right? Yeah. And then, you know, then then sometimes they'll have like their regular beer, but it'll just be like if it's like in spring because of the sakura, the cherry blossoms, they'll just have like a pink can, which is kind of right. cool. Yeah. And also they have their seasonal chew highs because like, uh, for example, once oh, yeah. summer hits, that's when you can get the wonderful pineapple chew highs, man. Those are you know, mm-hmm. those things are awesome. They just taste like a, like soda water, man. They go straight down and you don't realize how fucked up you're getting. Oh, yeah. Wait, they're like 7%, right? Well, it depends on the manufacturer. There's five percent ones. I mean, generally, generally speaking, I don't like to go above seven percent. I try to stay between mm-hmm. five, five and seven. That, that's mm-hmm. my that's my sweet area. Nine percenters, which they have, those are those are cans of death, man. Those things kick you in the nuts. Yeah, there's nothing good about that, dude. I mean, they taste like cherries, but uh, if you drink enough of them, like two, you're gonna lose your cherry. You will. You will. You will fucking fall <laughs> flat down on your face. You'll lose your noggin as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that shit's pretty wild. But uh, speaking of wild, man, I had a wild weekend. Oh, my God, dude. I had one of those weekends. Have you ever had one of those weekends? Yes, I have, but I want to hear about yours. Tell me about it. Okay, my weekend. My weekend start off on Saturday. And uh, me and the French artist, Jesse, who I brought over from uh, France to uh, show his artwork at, uh, whatchamacallit, Tokyo Art Tank. <clears throat> Me and him went to the iconic and beautiful and most amazing art exhibition in the world, other than Tokyo Art. And that was Design Festa at Tokyo 
big site. And oh, there, the, right, 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 right. I've seen was, that place before. It's like an upside down cool. pyramid, right? It, it looks like a building from Tron. That building is so incredible, dude. And at night, they play like anime movies on it and stuff. It's so fucking crazy, dude. But the Design Festa is 5,000 artists, and they're all in like four huge soccer field rooms, right? And it is absolutely incredible. And it's really hard. It's impossible to see everything. Like we we were drinking beer and we're going as fast as we can, going from one place to another, from one booth to another booth to another booth. And we tried to do it, but we couldn't do it. We saw the majority of it, but uh, it was really, really, really tough. And um, yeah, it is such a cool experience. If When you come to Japan, um, definitely see when that is happening. And if you can kind of like change your schedule, maneuver your schedule so you can actually see Tokyo uh, Art Tokyo Art Tank. Excuse me, let me get another drink. Mm. A Tokyo Art Tank would be good too. That is good, actually. That's better. Uh, Design Festa at Tokyo Big Site. You should definitely do it, man. It is so incredible, man. It is so great. The, the quality of art is really amazing. You can see like so many different things. You can see like pottery, fashion, uh, paintings. They have a, a whole huge black light. They call it a dim light section where you can see like black light art and like Christmas light art and all sorts of other really cool like dark light kind of artwork and shit. Everybody there is cool. Everybody's are friendly. It is awesome. There's some people in cosplay, but not that many. And uh, yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun. Um, a couple of things, though. Um, first off, it's super cheap. It's only like 1,000 yen or $10 to enter this place. And it's well worth it. But the problem is, um, if you go there, food is kind of expensive and so is booze. Booze, I mean, if you're going to get like any kind of like anything, you got to wait in line for at least 20 minutes to like maybe 40 minutes. And then when you get a beer, it's like, well, I would say 40% foam. And uh, yes. I'm going to give you a life hack. Take a backpack, uh, get yourself a bag of ice from the convenience store, and then put the back, put the bag of ice into a into a vinyl bag so it doesn't leak out in your backpack then you're going to take that and put that in your backpack and then you're going to stack beers into that vinyl bag so and then you're going to close your backpack and you're going to carry that around with you this does two things one it keeps you cool on a hot summer day in tokyo which you and i both know hot how hot tokyo gets but now you got a nice pack of ass ice (laughs) ass you got a nice pack of ice on your ass yeah uh, on your on your backpack and that's keeping your back cool. And then inside, yep. you've got cans of beer, so you don't have to get in those stupid lines, man. You just reach over your shoulder, pull out a can, that lovely sound of a beer cracking, and there you go. That is awesome. That's actually a really, really good idea. And next time I go there, and I'm going to go there next time, I go there every time they have an event. They have an event usually uh, twice a year, yeah. uh, spring and fall. And um, anyway, dude, yeah, that is going to be, I'm going to have double bags. I'm going to have like a backpack on my back and then one on my front, dude. I'm going to be walking around like motherfucking Santa Claus, dude. But the Christmas <laughs> presents, I'm keeping them all to myself. Crack, crack, crack. <laughs> and um, anyway, man, yeah, it was it was a great experience. It was so much fun. It always is. It's always a great, great, great time. You should definitely go to Design Festa at Tokyo Big Site. But then after that, I jumped into a fucking car, drove all the way to my place because I was fucking late, and uh, I got all my painting gear and headed to Alt Kevier. And Alt Kevier is a really insane rock and roll, 1970s style rock punk, uh, alternative emo, emo punk, like... Uh, nightclub event and it was my first time going there and that was insane and I went there to live paint 
And uh, yeah, I painted for, I think like four, four hours or so, four and a half hours. And that was great. The bands were amazing. The DJs were absolutely sick. It's organized by a boy, our boy that was on the show a while ago, Pretty Lich. And uh, yeah, it was amazing, man. And uh, yeah, I didn't sleep that night. Yeah. <laughs> and then it worked all day Sunday. And uh, yeah, Sunday's a different story. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So like, hey, tell me about this club. And when you do a live painting, how does that really go? Kind of, kind of break it down as a word artist and tell me how, how it is when you are painting uh, live at a venue. Okay, a word artist. Oh, well, that means I'm going to have to break on another drink. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Centauri. Uh, hello, Centauri Highball. Ugh. Okay. Basically, I'm a live painter, so I go to nightclubs in Japan, in Europe, and in the United States. When I go to a nightclub or a music event, I have canvas, I have paint, I have spray paint, I have black lights, I've got everything I need. So I go there, I set up. I set up a plastic shield on a, a flat surface, and then I put up my canvas, and then I basically let the music take over my mind, dude. Right on, I listen right on. To the music, and the music just influences me to paint something. And so I just go to town on the canvas, and I just start working and working and working. And of course, I have a general idea of what I was, what I'm going to do. But mm -hmm. I just start working, and whatever, whatever the music is doing, it's just basically infusing me to paint what I'm painting and stuff. And it is incredible, man. It is absolutely incredible experience. And I love fucking light painting. And uh, yeah, I painted something really fucking sick on uh, Saturday. And uh, oh man, dude, it was a great time. The music was amazing. The DJs were fantastic. The location was great. It was actually, this this club is called um, BML, BML Shibuya. And I don't know what that stands for or anything, but during the day, it's a hair salon. Then at night, it's a nightclub, right? Mm. Which is a fucking brilliant idea because fucking nightclubs, you know, they only make money at night. And then hair salons, they only generate money during the day. But this place here, nightclub at night, hair salon during the day. And it's fucking great, dude. It's fucking a great spot right downtown Shibuya. And fucking, it's, it's got these huge windows. I set up on this window. I started painting. And dude, I fucking can't believe how fucking awesome the DJs were, man. These fucking DJs. And everybody there was like fucking 20 years old, dude. Right. I was the fucking old man there. So I was like, oh, shit. To getting good with these kids, I got to start buying drinks. So I'm like, hey, who wants to do a shot? So I was buying everybody's shots. Was I taking a shot? No. And I was buying fucking rum and Cokes and beers and shit, dude. Oh, man. It was fucking great, dude. At, by the end of the night, I have a whole new set of friends. And <laughs> I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> but I got their photos. <laughs> That's awesome, man. What do you do with the paintings once they're done? Do you give them to the venue or do you sell them online or do you make copies of them? What, what do you do with those? That's a really good question. All of the above. Um, back in the day when I used to get really fucking drunk, like fucking like um before Corona, or like what way before Corona, you get like drink tickets and you get free drinks and shit. And I'd get really, really, really drunk. When I get when I would get really drunk, basically I'd just be happy. I'd just like talk to everybody and stuff. And at the end of the night, I'd sometimes just give like the painting to like either the, the venue or to the organizer or whatnot, which you know I'm kind of bummed about that now because I go back and I look at my photos, I'm like, fuck, that was an awesome fucking painting. But um now, now these days, um, everybody just takes selfies and shit. And so when they take selfies, uh, they there's a, usually a QR code that's near my painting. So I, I kind of like get up in the numbers with Instagram, but they take selfies. And uh, yeah, then I take the painting home and then I sell it on Instagram or what? I sell on Instagram. I sell on the internets. And this is my painting that I made from last night. It's actually right here. So I'm just going to move this 
up to the camera. And by the way, for oh. all you faders out there that are listening to Got Fit in Japan right now, you should definitely check us out on YouTube because if you watch us on YouTube, you can see what I'm showing. So I'm going to show you my painting. And uh, Jeremy, I want you to describe it, okay? Okay, so you need to stand up a little bit and then yeah, I know, I know, backwards. I know. Yeah. I know how to do it. Here we go. Here we go. It's like a, a bunny woman covering her naked breasts while she's on fire and covered in blood. And you can almost see her cash in prizes, but they're they're well hidden. And uh, it's blacklight friendly. It's got some purple hair. It looks like looks like um, a classical Catwoman from the 1960s Batman got naked and caught on fire and then took an acid trip and then uh, became black light awesomeness yeah that's about it sums <laughs> <laughs> it up man yeah, yeah. I, be I became a word artist there for, uh, you know just just at the uh, the you know the drop of a hat <laughs> dude after how busy I've been and uh after fucking today and all the shit I had to do I am very surprised my wake at this time of night yeah but no kidding man yeah but we got a show to do, and that's what we're here to do, man. We're here to drink with the faders because without the faders, what are we really, man? We're here just to keep them abreast of what's happening in Japan. And plus, it's like a two-hour drinking session with your buddies. So, hey, that's not bad at all. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, oh, fuck, dude, Jeremy, I, I fucking totally forgot about this, man. Um, you know what we, we should? We, you know what we should be talking about right now, man? We should be talking about our fucking boy Leon Lush, dude. Oh, I love Leon Lush. Oh. Holy shit, do I love Leon Lush, dude. That guy, oh my God, he gives me brain worms. Brain oh, man. Worms. Brain worms. Did you watch his latest video about that dude on the train in Japan? Yes, I did. That guy's an asshole. Not Leon Lush. Leon Lush is cool, but the guy on the yeah, train Leon is Lush an is asshole. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, so, Faders, basically what happened was, all right, I'm going to tell half the story, and then you take over, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, so Leon Lush basically breaks down fucking idiots and people with brain worms on the fucking, on the internet. It's usually TikTok or YouTube or whatever. And uh, anyway, uh, for him, this week, he struck gold. For us, well, we're all embarrassed in Tokyo or in Japan <laughs> and stuff. For us, it's like a, it's basically like a, a TikTok kicking the balls. And um, anyway, it's about this fucking piece of shit that says he's American. Which I don't think he's American or whatever. I don't know. You can't even, if you can't say America, I, I don't think you're American. But anyway, it's this guy claiming to be American and he's on a train and he's yelling, Hiro, wait, he's yelling Hiroshima Nagasaki, Hiroshima Nagasaki. And it's a fucking train in Japan, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think, it's, I think it's Tokyo, but it could be anywhere in Japan. And there's like all these businessmen, they're exhausted, they're tired, they've been working their fucking asses off all day, and they, they just want to get home to their families. And this fucking piece of shit fucking asshole is on the train, and he's fucking videotaping the, the reaction of these people as he's sticking this fucking camera in their face, yelling Nagasaki, uh, he's Hiroshima. like, I'm American, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, I'm American. I don't think he's American, he's just fucking doing this bullshit. And then what happens, Jeremy? Well, then this guy, um, another foreigner, uh, gets sick of listening to this guy basically piss off Japanese people. He's humiliating Japanese people. Um, a couple of things we should point out here. First off is... Uh, there's still a there's still a bit of soreness and or a bit of a uh, raw bone about 
Nagasaki and Hiroshima. People had relatives that actually fucking died there and yep. were were affected by that. They were still alive today and they're still around in Japan. So walking around talking shit and making jokes about that is not fucking funny, dude. It's socially not acceptable. And then secondly, nope. secondly is like Johnny mentioned before. This is about five thirty, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the in the evening. People are getting off work. They've been working since the morning. They're tired. They want to sit down. So sometimes it's hot outside and it's just humid and they're wearing suits and you got to get into a packed crowded train and then of course there's this idiot screaming I, in a four level yeah idiot i think idiot's a little light cunt screaming in, in, a, in a fucking foreign language in english right foreign language to them english about nagasaki and here's you making making light-hearted jokes about it saying i'm an american we're gonna do it to you again we own your country cunty 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 fucking shit like this and then this guy walks over and says hey man chill out you know just he says to the guy just can you be quiet man it's, it's an it's another foreigner and the guy's who are you he's he, the guy says i'm american too he's like you don't look american and you know i don't know what that means but he goes you look like you're from north korea or something and he's, the guy's asian persuasion right so he's making fun of him for being like asian which he doesn't you don't have a choice where you're born I mean, you are what you are right and anyone yeah. can be american we're not saying that but he, but the guy walks over and just politely asks him, "Hey man, could you get your camera out of that dude's face? Because he's picking on one dude specifically." And he's like, "Would you mind just getting your camera out of that guy's face? The guy obviously doesn't want to interact with you. He's tired. He's trying to just leave you alone. He's not getting up in your face. He's not getting violent. He's ignoring you. But you're right. you're pushing you're pushing the envelope, man. You're sticking that camera like an inch from his nose, and yep. and screaming in his face." Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he said, I'm tired of listening to it, and you're just giving all of us other foreigners a bad name with your fucking ridiculous bullshit. And the guy's like, you're not American, you're North Korean, and we could do the same thing in your country. He starts going off and starts calling this guy racial names and stuff like that, and making fun of him for being his race. And that like that guy is a complete cunt. And the guy, the cool thing is the American guy, we call him the guy in the blue shirt, because in the video he's wearing a blue shirt. Um, That's right. He says... He goes, how many followers do you have? And Leon Lush points this out. This is a great comeback because the guy is trying to pretend like he's a famous YouTuber. And he's like, I've got a thousand users, bro. And he's like, man, this is not even good content. This is dog shit content. He's like, I, yep. I, I bet you don't have a thousand users. And he was right because the content that this guy's putting out is just like yelling in people's faces and trying to make someone mad to get a reaction while they're just trying to go home is not, it's not good content, man. It's just garbage. Nope, nope, nope. It's a fart in the wind. That's what it is. And actually, the thing is, the guy didn't even have a thousand fucking followers. We got well over a thousand fucking followers, but it even said, like, it showed, like, on his uh, video or something, it said, like, 22 out of, like, 40 or something like that or whatever, which is still pretty fucking low, dude. I mean, and to do something like that, oh, my God, dude. You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised because if I was a Japanese businessman, and I just finished a, a long day of stressful work. And all I wanted to do is get home to my family. And somebody did something like that. That might be that one button that would just fucking take me over the ledge. And the just thing is here in, in Japan, mouth. you don't know. Yeah, that's the point. You don't know who's fucking tough in Japan. Because the thing is, oh, actually, I think a lot of people are tough. Because everybody here studies judo, jujitsu, karate. So some some small dude that's really skinny. You know, if you're a big guy and you start fucking with that guy, that little small skinny guy can probably break your fucking face. He could probably break every bone in your body within no like shit. three seconds. 
boom, boom, no boom, shit. boom, boom. And you wouldn't even see that motherfucking shit coming, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking, yeah. I, you know, you don't fuck with people in Japan, dude, because you never know, man. This is the country that had ninjas and samurai and also geisha. But still, you know, you don't fuck with people here because you never fucking know, dude. Or yeah, I know. big guy. Yeah, I know that there's there's dudes out here in Japan who've got tens of thousands of hours on that judo mat, man. And they're they're not fucking around. They, they may look like a businessman during the day, but like, you know, they might go home and they, they might just, just be uh, straight to the dojo, uh, you know, running drills, you know, doing rounds, you know, rolling, sparring, you know, whatever they're if they're doing jujitsu or they're doing judo. I roll with these guys, man. I'm a jujitsu artist myself and I roll with these guys and they're no joke. Don't think because you're a foreigner and you're a big guy, you can come here and fuck around because you, you know what happens? You get the old fuck around and find out because what happens is you're going to end up on your back and probably with Boom. a broken arm if not worse yeah because yeah, they, they look polite they look nice they're trying to be kind they're trying to just to get around and try to get by but if you push their button man holy shit you could unleash the lion and it ain't gonna be fun maybe that's what that guy was trying to do maybe he's trying to fucking like get beaten up in japan on a train or something and then maybe I don't know, a lawsuit will ensue or something like that. Then he'll get like a million followers and you'll do the fucking victim. He'll pull the goddamn victim card or some shit. You know, yeah. that's probably that's probably his plan. He's like, dude, I'm gonna get rich in Japan and do some dumbass shit like that. Dude, all right. So if that happened, all right, all right. If that happened, if I was all right, if I was one of those guys and if I was fucking at the end of my rope. The first thing I would do was take would be to take that phone away and break it, crush it in my big, powerful hands. I'm Johnny. I don't have big. But if I was that guy, I would crush it in my big, powerful hands. And then Hulk smash. Oh, Hulk smash. And then, dude, it's going to be a slam dance on that guy's fucking brain parts. That's what I'm saying. Hell yeah, bro. I like your attitude. Um, what I want to do is I want to I want to fucking do something even better. We're, we're adults. You and me, we're adults. We're going to correct the situation. We're going to correct the situation. (laughs) I got an offer. If the Japanese guy who was getting harassed in that video contacts us, or if the guy in the blue shirt who stood up for him contacts us, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Fukuoka, contact us and me and Johnny will take you out for dinner. Uh, I'll take you out for dinner and um, mad drinks, my friends. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because not not all foreigners are like that. Mm -hmm. Some of us are cool. Yep. So if you're blue shirt or if you're the other dude, yeah, dude, just fucking. Or if you if you know that guy, if you're like, oh man, that's my friend Teddy. Fucking Teddy, you fucking you fucking save the day, dude. Fucking call up Teddy or whatever his name is and just be like, yo, dude, fucking, you got a free night in the town. We'll take Hell care yeah. of everything. Either in Tokyo or in Fukuoka, one of the, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And we'll use Patreon money, but we don't have much of it. Uh, actually. Yeah, we'll use Patreon money. <laughs> well, we're gonna take you on to like you know, sent a guy. We'll get you a couple of beers on the street, <laughs> like like faders, like true faders. Well, yeah, actually, that you is, can come to my bar. Right. I'll take care of you. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, that that's fucking a fact, dude. So if I can, um, yeah, we'll definitely take care of you. Thank you so much for what you did, dude. That and dude, blue shirt handled that so responsibly, dude. He's yeah. so calm and just so like polite about the whole situation. I mean, shit. If I was in that boat, if I was really tired, dude, I would not be as cool as blue shirt, dude. I would have been a red shirt, dude. I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Fuck you, man. You know, I, yeah. I probably would have fucking lost my shit. Yeah, and then but the, you're right. Blue shirt guy handled it well. He he didn't look scared. He wasn't scared of the guy. He was he kept he, scary. Yeah, he stood his ground. 
he said what he had to say and he took like the insults or whatever that guy was throwing out and just, you know, you don't mean shit to me, man. You know, basically just stop what you're doing. Stop harassing that guy. I like mm-hmm. that, man. That's, that's a true fucking hero in my book. Fucking hero, man. Fuck yeah, dude. And actually, another thing about this video. So I saw it. I, I love Leon Lush. I watch all his stuff. So I saw it on Leon Lush's uh, his, uh, YouTube. And Faders, you should definitely check out his YouTube. His YouTube channel is fucking awesome. Leon yeah. Lush. Just Google it. You'll find it. Brainworms. But, um, brainworms. I got to buy one of his shirts. But um, the thing is, my wife saw this video like fucking three days ago on another YouTuber, like a Japanese YouTuber that was bitching about this. And yeah. the fucking Japanese YouTuber was saying like, fucking American. He didn't say fucking Americans, but he's like, oh yeah, American, da da da. And I was just like, holy shit. You know, my wife showed it. She's like, do you know this guy? Because I know so many fucking people in Japan. And yeah. I was like, thank God I don't know that. First off, I was like, thank God that's not me. <laughs> thank God. And second off, thank God I don't know that guy. And third, I was like, Honey, I don't think that guy's American. Didn't I think sound that American. Guy, America, I'm American. I'm, I mean, then, you know, there's a lot of people in America that have accents and stuff. But I think, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody that's American that would, would ever fucking do that shit. I would hope not, man. I hope if you're one of us, one of, a, one of the good guys, man, mm-hmm. don't, don't be that guy. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, geez. Yeah. So fucking, I told my wife that and she's like, this is all over the place. And I was like, really? And then when I saw Liam Lush showing it, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking nuts. And Faders, if you don't know what we're talking about, just go to our Facebook page. And um, we've also got an Instagram page, but you can't click on the link because uh, Instagram sucks. So go to our Facebook page, Got Faded Japan, and you can click on the link and you can watch Liam Lush's video. And yeah. uh, Liam Lush, thank you so much for doing that because fucking you made fun of that asshole just as much as we did. We probably yes. did it better though. Yeah, really, really, really. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, Johnny, let's jump into our most famous segment, the news. What do you say? Oh, I was just going to. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, fucking into the news. All right, faders. We'll see you in a minute. Mwah, peace. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know, I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I can probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yapu. Come get your party on. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy. 
to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit in Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit in Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquor. Are you at Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And there were so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. That's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good. It looks good. And it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your feet on in style. Proper. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. All right, and we are back, faders. And uh, right now, we've got a lot of news. And uh, actually, when we first started doing this podcast, we had the top five. And the top five are the top five stories of the week. And we are bringing it back, man. Since there's two of us now, we're going to yeah. do five stories. And it's the top five stories. These are the top five stories of this week. Top five. And uh, starting off with number five, Jeremy, can you take the ropes? Oh, 
Yes, I can. This is actually a really cool story. Even if you live here in Japan, you've been here for a long time. This is actually some cool technology. So check this out. Japan's newest vending machine absorbs CO2 from the environment. Uh, Japan is known around the world for a vast array of vending machines selling everything from plastic food samples right through the uh, right through to scary stories and even panties, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, though, there's even a new type of vending machine attracting attention, and it's not from how it sells things or that's making the headlines. The new machine was developed by beverage giant Asahi and paves mm-hmm. the way for a new era of automatic vending machines because it actually absorbs carbon dioxide co2 from the atmosphere you know one of the greenhouse gases that makes the world die uh what's more is the co2 is absorbed into the machine and will be used to make industrial materials such as fertilizer and concrete some of which will be utilized in the building of seaweed beds in the sea creating a blue carbon ecosystem asahi says uh for the first uh, for is I'm sorry. Asahi says this is the first time ever machine of this type is in Japan to contribute to the reutilization and decarbonization of society. Let's try to say that fast. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah, check it out, bro. This this machine soaks up CO2. Then they use that to make uh, concrete and other stuff that, that you wouldn't take CO2 to create, right? So it, it helps like in a, it's like a triple hit. And then out of those concrete and fertilizers they're making, they're going to create seaweed beds, which creates oxygen in the ocean and makes uh, good for fish. It's good for the environment. And uh, people also can eat the seaweed, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So it's it's like a triple hit. Yeah. It's a triple hit of like goodness from, from Asahi. Way to go. Uh, you know, I think that's pretty awesome. And faders, sometimes we do read positive stories. Although, well, these vending machines could be panty vending machines that produce, I guess, panties. Wouldn't that be crazy if it's a panty vending machine that takes in the CO2 and makes panties? It makes the panties that they sell. Wouldn't that be crazy? Now, that's fucking recycling. Wouldn't it be weird if like, you had a dirty pair of panties like you had a really really big medical problem and you stuck your yeah. panties into the machine and it cleans them for yeah. you and you get out a fresh pair of brand new minted white panties for your for the rest of your day you know how sweaty tokyo gets in in summer i mean i know dude i'm walking around with powder and stuff you know trying to keep my my uh my shit from sticking to my leg you know so you can just your imagine shit from sticking to your leg yeah well yeah some of us are built terrible different. Yeah, some of us are built different. Um, but yeah, man, it gets sweaty and hot. So this, taking the CO2 out of the air, that's going to make that's gonna cool down the earth a little bit, you know? I mean, if you have enough of them, it'll cool down the earth a little bit and maybe take the edge off that Japanese summer. You know what? I think this should be mandatory. I think all fucking vending... Ban- all right, Faders, if you've never been to Japan, there's vending machines everywhere. There's vending machines fucking... In, in some areas, there's like fucking 20 vending machines on a fucking city block, which is awesome. It's 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 very convenient, especially if you uh, want a beer or you want cigarettes or a Coke or water or whatever. You know, they're all over the place. And if every single vending machine did this, that would be unbelievable. And speaking of panties, that would be spectacular. <laughs> More panties. Oh. <laughs> wonder if it. I wonder if it absorbs any other kind of gases. I mean, if you if you go to the Taco Bell and you and you feel a little bit upset, like you have an upset tummy, can you go stand next to this machine and and like uh, try to contribute to the to the uh, gas content of the earth? <laughs> Would that be methane gas? I don't know. I think Is only one percent of the people in the world can actually produce methane. I think it's actually nitrogen. 
I know a lot about farts. You fart nitrogen? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't the nitrogen nitrogen the stuff that they use to make cars go faster in Mad Max? Uh, That's a different kind of nitrogen. That's a non-fart. That's a non no that's a non farty kind. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome if it was the fucking farty kind? That's what they did in the future. In the future, your farts make your cars go faster. Dude, holy shit. You buy a new car, you buy the new Tesla, you sit down, you stick a tube up your butt, and you're like, here we go. Mm. Then cars wouldn't be silent anymore. It changes it changes the sound of cars. It goes <laughs> as they take off. <laughs> uh. All the horns when you when you put when you honk the horn it goes. Okay, enough fart jokes. Enough dick and fart jokes. Here we go. Let's get serious. All right, this is a serious story. Now, faders, last week when we had the show, um, yeah, a surprising 3.2 billion U.S. dollars was steal stolen from Japan, and that was the biggest crime in Japanese history. Now, um, I think we're kind of degrading at the moment because we went from 3.2 oh, billion. Oh, no, 2.3. Oh, I got it. I am dyslexic. Okay, we had was it 2.3 2.3 billion dollars well I mean dude after a billion dollars stolen from a country dude fucking what's the difference <laughs> After know. you bypass a billion it's fucking a lot of money a so lot anyway, of money 2.3 billion dollars stolen from Japan and uh we're got fitted Japan is degrading cuz we're going from that number to the next number here we go Convenience store in Tokyo robbed of 300,000 yen <laughs> okay. Yep. A convenience store was uh, robbed for three hundred thousand yen. Uh, Jeremy, how much money is that? That's uh, what twenty four hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like a, a weekend in Vegas. Um, yeah. A man at a convenience store stole three hundred thousand yen in Tokyo's Shibuya district. Oh wow, that's a risky place. On Sunday, police said. Uh, according to police, the incident occurred at a family mart store at around two a.m. Kyoto News reported. Police said the man came into the store and threatened a male employee with a knife. God, I hope it was a Rambo knife. There's, there's nothing more deviantly romantic than the almighty Rambo knife, but it probably wasn't. It was probably a pocket knife. The man <laughs> ordered the employee who is in his 20s to put his hands up, and then he demanded the money. The employee gave him the cash from the register, and then the man fled, as you do if you're a criminal. Uh, the employee who is not hurt immediately called 110, aka 911. There was no customers in the store at the time. The robber is described as being 30 to 35 years old, of slim build, dressed in all black, and wearing a white face mask. So basically, everyone. Uh, yeah, pretty much like I think I saw him. Yeah, I saw everyone. Yeah, everyone's I saw that. Yeah. This be- actually, the guy that sold me this drink actually had that mask. Um, yeah, so that's you know, an interesting thing about the story is the guy was speaking broken Japanese, right? And that's kind of a typical thing that p- criminals do in Japan. If they're Japanese, they speak broken English or broken Japanese. Jeremy. Did he go? Nagasaki, Hiroshima, I am American. <laughs> that guy's a fucking oh asshole. <laughs> That guy's a fucking asshole. I fucking hate that guy. I hate that guy. Where's blue shirt guy? We need blue shirt guy. Get blue shirt guy. Dude, blue shirt guy. Dude, wouldn't that be fucking awesome if that guy had a blue shirt and he was wearing a red hat and maybe like something white on him? He would have like fucking like like Superman's fucking colors, dude. 
that or fucking if you open up his shirt he's like i'm fucking spider-man he put on a mask and beat the shit out that motherfucker awesome man oh man so anyway fittest we do uh we we, we've kind of digressed it we went from 2.3 billion to 300,000. so uh, anyway yeah it's a pretty interesting interesting story jeremy your shot yeah, um, I'm, just, I'm just gonna hop onto the next story here. 59 year old man arrested for assaulting his younger sister's 64 year old boyfriend. Okay, so his younger Ooh. sister has an older boyfriend. Okay, I see how this works. This happened in lovely Hokkaido. Love Hokkaido. Yeah, Hokkaido's awesome. Uh, police in uh, Kushiro, Hokkaido, have arrested a 59 year old unemployed man, of course, on suspicion of assaulting his younger sister's 64 year old boyfriend. At the house where they all lived. So everyone lives together. Oh, go ahead, Johnny. I'm curious. Was the 64-year-old man unemployed too? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, if he's living in their house, he's probably unemployed. How do they get these houses without having jobs? Parents. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, parents just handed it down to them. Okay. Uh, According to the police, the incident occurred on 11 p.m. on a Friday night at the house, which is owned by the victim. Okay, so the 64-year-old guy owned the house. Uh, police said that they received a call from the victim's girlfriend in which she said her older brother was beating up her boyfriend after they had gotten into an argument. Okay. So everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kicks were fast as lightning. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got into it. I got into it. It's a great song. Uh, police said that the suspect has admitted punching the victim in the head and face. The assault caused internal bleeding and lacerations that will take about three weeks to heal. The police quoted the doctors as saying. Police said that they are questioning the suspect and his sister, because you know that bitch said some shit, and Uh and what started the argument and led to the altercation. So, yo, 64-year-old dude, man, terrible at blocking. Terrible at blocking punches. Um, First of all, okay, well, well, that's all right. Yeah, you're right. Terrible at blocking punches. But uh, second of all, why are they living together? Third third of all, why are you fucking fighting if you're over 50, almost 60, almost 70? Why are you fucking getting into fist fights? <laughs> it is Hokkaido, dude. They're tougher up there. They, they get so. all that bad weather. I guess so. What but a bunch of assholes. And I wanna I wanna know what did that chick say to, to her brother to piss him off? Well, I don't know. All right, all right. Think about this, right? All right, you've got like a you got a sister and a brother that's living in a house, and it's the brother's house. So basically, the parents died and left it to the brother. The sister wants it, but the brother won't die, so they gotta live there under like his fucking like thumb, no, right? No, 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 no. You got it all backwards, dude. The brother the and sister, sister live there, but the sixty-four-year-old victim owns the house. Oh, so it's a brother and sister, but the victim is the fucking boy. Oh, oh, shit. yeah. That's what. So he was probably talking shit, like saying, "You live in my house, bitch." You don't like it, you can get the fuck out. Yeah. And it's his house. Oh, yeah. dude, I fucking no, oh, that's what happens. I get too fucking faded, dude. Fucking I I I can't read between the lines, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude. So basically, he probably was trying to kick him out. He's like, dude, listen, all right. I paid listen, the cable bill this month, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He, he started he started dating the sister. She came in, she started living there. All of a sudden she's like, Oh, my brother, he's homeless. He's a fucking parasite. alcoholic. Yeah, he's a parasite. He loves Pachinko. He sucks. But uh yeah, so the brother moves in, and then all of a sudden the guy's like, yo, dude, fucking like I, I love you, kinda. 
but I, I think we need a break and your brother needs to move the fuck out. And then they just fucking went to town on him because, you know, if the fucking brother did that, I'm sure the sister was beating his ass, too. But yeah. the guy does. Maybe he still likes the sister or something. Or, yeah, they likes the girl or something like that. I don't know. This is fucking a weird or maybe they're all fucking like having sex together and shit. Maybe it's this weird incest fucking love triangle that just went really, really, really fucking deep south, you know? And I'm not saying Kentucky south. I'm saying they fucking way south than Kentucky. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with Hokkaido? Yeah, dude. What's going on up there? Dude. Anyway, yeah. So that's that, that was my thoughts. <laughs> that was quite eloquent. <laughs> I'm sure it was, dude, after all that fucking booze. This late at night, this sleep deprived, this fucking exhausted, this much booze, dude. Fucking you're lucky you got that out of me. All right. So uh, next story. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, 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 um. Okay. This story is interesting. Uh, Jeremy, do you drive? Oh, I do. All kinds of things. Boats, cars, bikes, motorcycles. Okay. Well, I, I, I got a car. I got a, a bicycle. I got a skateboard. That's what I drive. Um, I don't have a car, but I can drive a car. I got a driver's license. Here we go. This story is about uh, a driver's license or a driving school. <clears throat> Here we go. Kobe man arrested after threatening driving school with 1,500 origami cranes. Okay, I don't know what the fuck that means. Maybe that's code. Let's find out. In the long history of Japanese paper folding, art known as origami, there is no more of an iconic shape than the majestic crane. It became an international symbol of peace due to the famous history of Hiroshima Nagasaki atomic bombing victim Sadako Sasaki, who attempted to fold 1,000 of them in the belief that doing so would grant a wish. Okay, um, yeah, so we kind of had a payback to the last story. Anyway, with such a bittersweet backstory and endearing message of recovering from the ravages of war and disaster, it's hard to imagine any way of someone to weaponize these paper birds. But someone has. On May 11th, Hugo Prefecture Police in Kobe City have arrested a 22-year-old man for sending 15, th- wait, 15 threatening letters and one case containing roughly 1,500 origami cranes to his former driving school. Holy shit, so 15 threatening letters and one case of 1,500 origami cranes to his former driving school. Is this it? This guy's like the Riddler, dude. <laughs> can, can, open, like, can you imagine them opening up that box of 1500? What? One, <laughs> two, three, four. Oh <laughs> Just keep counting them. Every single one probably had one word. So they had to fucking like rearrange all these fucking cranes and shit and figure out a message. It's like the fucking Riddler, dude. Oh, dude, this fucking this. This is terrible, but this is also kind of awesome. Uh, The incident occurred between October 27th, which is Johnny's fucking birthday. Never forget. Never forget October 27th. And April 9th this year, in which envelopes with 39-year-old employee's name on it were placed in the school's mailbox. The letters reportedly had messages such as, quote, die, end quote, and, quote, quit your job, please, end quote. Quite polite. (laughs) Written on them. The paper cranes, however, were simply just 
basically ordinary paper cr- cranes. Yeah. Well, From you know, hell. You know, I don't think they examined those cranes close enough because I'm sure there was some kind of message from the Riddler. The Riddler never fucks up. There could have uh, been some uh, DNA uh, on them. Yeah. Oh. Wouldn't it be be crazy? It was like 1,500 different kinds of DNA. You know, so from like a a huge amount of people or something, that'd be super fucked up. Weird. Oh my God. That'd be the case of the century. Uh, Police uh, used surveillance video to track the suspect down and found that he was a former student of the driving school who had failed to get his truck driver's license last year. Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, it took me a while to get my driver's license here in Japan. Yeah. It was a whole ordeal. It was really tough. I, I failed the first time I took the driving test because and I think I talked about this and got fit to Japan before uh, the, the, the fucking uh, test giver, whatever he's called, the, the, the test guy was, let's just say a little less than polite the whole time and didn't want me to pass. But the second time I fucking passed with flying colors and now I got a driver's license and driving in Japan is definitely a blessing and uh, you should definitely do it. All right. Back to the story. Um, after, after his arrest, the man admitted t- to the crime and said that he was the Riddler. No, so that he had gotten angry at the poor teaching style when asked a million dollar question of what was up on the cranes, he told police that folding them helped to calm him down. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, no, no. They, they asked him, what the fuck could you fold, were you folding cranes for? And the guy's like, oh, oh because they helped me calm down. Oh, yeah. okay. And then he said it to him. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's written poorly. I agree. Uh, no, and I'm kind of fucking faded. Yeah. Uh, paper cranes have been somewhat... I think that's it. Let me just skim through this. Yeah. That's Get down it. to the part where I start where people start talking shit about him. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. After a bunch of bullshit, uh, there's a couple of quotes from people that are talking shit about him, as we are obviously know. Quote: He could do outsourcing for elementary and junior high school students across the country and could be rich. End quote. Quote. He should forget about driving and stick to origami. End quote. These are kind of lame. Quote. Yeah. He couldn't. Why couldn't he put that effort into learning how to drive? And quote, okay, I agree with that one. Yeah, Fuck no yeah, shit. Yeah. Instead of fucking doing origami cranes, fucking read the fucking textbook, dude. And fucking, although the fucking, the textbook and the driving test, like the written test is actually pretty simple. I read the fucking Japanese uh, textbook yeah. three times. I know all the rules on how to drive in Japan, but the driving test and actually driving on the streets is completely different. It's like designed for you to like, it's designed for you to be driving in, it's an obstacle course. That's what it is. It's just driving with a small little car that, and you're in an obstacle course. Okay, moving forward. Uh, quote, actually doing the 1,000 cranes thing is really hard. And he would above and beyond that. It's rather impressive. I'm not reading these anymore, dude. They're fucking written just as bad as this fucking article, dude. I'm sounding like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Fuck that, dude. You set me up, you motherfucker. Did you do that on purpose, you son of a bitch? You know I'm fucking <laughs> I'm completely sleep deprived. <laughs> dude, read the quotes. I'm like, okay, good idea. Let's fucking skip ahead and read the quotes. I'm reading the quotes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. This is me, dude. Am I fucking, dude? I'm, I might have fucking problems right now, man. I'm seeing fucking <laughs> shadow people. So, but you said though, you said the the key point here, man, like getting a driver's license is actually super hard in Japan. 
And when you come over from the States, especially because we drive on the opposite side of the road in the States and the car handle, the driving, the steering wheel is on the opposite side. So Mm -hmm. it's a completely, you have to relearn how to drive when you come here. Yep. Yeah. And then I did that for cars, boats and motorcycles as well. Two times for motorcycles. Uh, Because in in Japan, there's two, there's two types. There's the small bikes and the big bikes. You have to go one at a time to get each one. So it's, it's a whole ordeal. It's not a joke to get your driver's license over here. And the reason they do that, the reason they make it hard is because it's a small island and it's already packed with cars. And the more people who get their licenses, the more cars essentially are going to be on the road, making it Mm -hmm. more, more traffic, more CO2, blah, 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 blah. And eating more more vending machines that eat CO2. Okay. And also they make money. (laughs) And they make money out of it. Yeah. Hey, what's up, faders? Guess what happens when you have two dudes, too much booze, Japan, and the news? Well, mm, sometimes we fuck up. That's what happens. And I guess I was just a little, well, actually a little bit. I was super sleep deprived. I was well overworked and I was quite faded last night. And uh, yeah, something happened to my sound. I can't blame Tom. I can't point the finger, but uh, yeah, something happened to my sound. I think I I think I got to get a new mic or something. I don't know. I, I moved the mic or whatever. I, I don't even know. I don't remember remember what happened <laughs> but anyway my sound sounded like shit so basically i am re-recording the last story and uh, as you fine folks know we're doing the top five once again and we're bringing back the top five and this is the first time or no second time we're doing it but uh, yeah this is the top five and actually because this is such a uh, horrendous mistake that I made. I'm going to give you guys a bonus story because that's how Johnny rolls, man. I love to give. I love to give. So basically, I'm giving you guys another story. And uh, yeah, without further ado, here we go. Ex-nursing home uh, worker arrested over abuse of 88-year-old resident. This story took place in Sapporo. Love Sapporo. Beautiful place. Uh, Police in Sapporo arrested a 27-year-old former nursing home employee on suspicion of abusing an 88-year-old male resident at the facility earlier this month. According to police, the incident occurred around 3.30 p.m. on May 8th at the facility in Shoto Ward, Hokkaido Broadcasting Corp. reported. Police said Shotakahashi is accused of kicking an elderly resident in the stomach. Holy shit, dude, that is hardcore. Kicking a dude in the stomach? Wow. On May 15th, another employee noticed that the victim was in pain and he was taken to a hospital where doctors said he suffered a fractured bone in the lower part of his body. Uh, looks like he broke his boner. Oh, man, <laughs> that's a bad bone to break. The nursing home fired Takahashi after the abuse came to light and police arrested him on... Oh, wait, it's a male nurse. Okay, arrested him on Thursday. He was quoted as saying he kicked the man because he stru- he was stressed out from caregiving and that the victim had gotten on his nerves. Dude, man, listen, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. If you go to nursing school for fucking, was it four years and you learn how to like care for the elderly and then you get in the field, dude, you, yeah, it's a stressful job, but you can't freak out and start beating the shit out of people. Imagine if that was the thing where like, if you got stressed on because of your job, you could beat people up. I mean, dude, there would be no more students, man. Think about junior elementary schools. Dude, they would be empty. It would just be a bunch of teachers of baseball bats, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Kids stress people out, especially teachers. Um, Yeah, jeez, uh, what, what's another? Like doctors? Yeah, doctors would probably, like, beat the shit out of their uh, patients. 
Uh, barbers, yeah, you, you get like somebody that talks too much and all you want to do is cut their hair. Oh man, that's a dangerous position to be in. They got, they got scissors, <laughs> very sharp scissors. Yeah, um, yeah, thank God this guy's going to jail, but I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, choose your profession wisely. My God, and kicking an elderly dude in the stomach? My God, that poor old man, that poor old man. Yeah, don't hurt the elderly. Don't hurt the elderly because if you're lucky, one of these days, you will be elderly too. Okay, let's move forward. Next story. Uh, let's do one more. So this is our sixth story for today. <clears throat> this story takes place in beautiful Ibaraki. Safe containing 300 thousand billion trillion quadrillion yen stolen from Ibaraki temple office. Okay, uh, the subtitle of this story should be Highway to Hell! You're on the highway to hell! I can't sing. I can't sing. But I can read the news, so let's carry on. Carry on my onward. Okay, never mind. Okay, Ibaraki. Two men broke into the office of a temple in Tsukuba, Ibaraki Prefecture, on Friday night and stole a safe containing 300,000 yen. According to police, the incident occurred at around 11.40 p.m. at Shofukuji Temple, Kyoto Ward News reported. Police said the two men broke into the office by smashing a window. That's a sin. And uh, yeah, uh, if you smash a window of a temple or a church or uh, a shrine or whatever, you're going straight to hell. That, that That's a bad check. Okay, and they told a 70-year-old employee that if he moved, they would kill him. Ooh, that's another sin. Oh, man, they're just piling them up. <laughs> the two men took a small safe containing cash and documents and fled. That's another sin, of course, too. The, the, the God, they got so many sins. I bet they're driving recklessly and fast and so on. Yeah, th this is just nasty. These guys are bad news, and they're going, they're on the highway to hell, I'm sure. All right, the employee was not hurt, police said. Thank God. Police said the two men were dressed as being, or no, no, no. The two men are described as being, being about 170 centimeters tall, dressed in all black, and wearing black helmets. Oh my god, sounds like futuristic ninjas! Oh man, those sneaky ninjas. And um, yeah, you know what? All dogs go to heaven, but all ninjas, I don't know about that, especially these two. <laughs> Ninja attack! Oh man, so uh, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for ninjas, okay folks? Uh, they're out there, they're out there, and they wear helmets now, so yeah. Okay, faders, thank you so much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Fitted Japan, and I am sorry, but not really sorry, because it's a free podcast, but uh, for fucking up, but um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will definitely catch you next week. Peace. My little brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out of the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't take it! You sure I should use me? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move to create the silence. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Suicide, it's a suicide. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.